everyone. Welcome to the Holistic Birth Podcast, where we put the power in families' hands to have the safe, satisfying journey they deserve. My name is Allison. And I'm Bridget. We are two doulas who love bringing information along with inspiration to help you feel confident and powerful in your choices throughout the birthing year. We cover all topics around pregnancy, birth, and beyond. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Holistic Birth Podcast. Today we're going to be on episode five and talking about how to choose your provider. I get excited about this. Yeah. I get excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Lots of people have questions about this and just like where to start really, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, So this really all depends on where you decide to um, give birth, of course. So examples would be if you're going to do a home birth or a birth center birth. Um, or if you're going to go to the hospital, it would be like an OB or a certified nurse midwife. So yeah, all those things kind of play into that. So Mm, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, even before you think about how do you find a provider and how to ask them certain questions, it's always good to kind of do some reflection first and see, you know, one, where are you planning on giving birth? Where do you feel safest? Um, two, what is it about this provider, OB, midwife, whoever, that is going to help you feel like you're getting the most out of your relationship. So for some people, it boils down to like a style and a skill, like the personality skill set, and then also just how they are, um, like just like how they talk with you and stuff like that. So some people appreciate a really hands-on provider or someone who maybe gives them more space. Um, A lot of times in the hospital I think it's a good reminder that the provider's not always with you, whether it's a nurse, like a nurse midwife or a OB, they're not always with you, um, like hands on in the room, helping you cope and everything. So they're usually there for those like pillar decision moments. Um, and those, you know, when you're going into a new stage of labor or, um, have questions. So thinking about that, I think that sometimes helps to remind people that they're not usually like at the bedside the whole time. So it might help give you context of how their support might be um, assessed, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you're, if you're um, thinking about what kind of personality works for you, thinking about the, um, I guess the strength of their coffee, you know, so to speak, <laughs> like, are they like a dark roast, like no BS, straightforward, direct, here's the, here's the deal, like type of person. Do you like that? Or are they the type that's like, tell me how you feel about that, like caramel swirl, extra, extra, like very, very sweet and nurturing? Um, like how do they make you feel when you're with them? Um, for some people, that's like gooey and gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay if that's not for you either. But there's yeah. usually some sort of balance, a little bit of both maybe that's needed in your provider. But thinking about how do you like communication do you like it super direct do you like people to sugarcoat things do you like someone who's really um, patient or someone who's like a go-getter also how you feel about your birth and how you feel about the decisions do you want to obviously you're the decision maker but do you want them to be an active participate active participant in talking over things with you do you want them to lay out the options and give you space do you want them to kind of help take lead on decisions it's good to kind of assess what you need in your provider before you even think about who you're interviewing yeah absolutely yeah just kind of getting clear with yourself on you know what you really want and the kind of person you want present you know during your birth 
Um, I think it's important too to, you know, when you're deciding on picking um, a midwife or an OB, um, seeing if they are going to be available for your birth too. Yes. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty huge. And if they have a team, you know, meeting all the rest of their staff, um, as far as, you know, the other midwives or OBs and, you know, seeing who you are jiving with and who you're not jiving with and Mm -hmm. asking the question, like if you do end up with someone there that you're not crazy about, um, definitely checking in about that and seeing like, are you going to be okay with that? Or are you not going to be okay with that? Um, so yeah, those are definitely important questions to like really ask yourself for sure. Take, I mean, take notes (laughs) on these people that you're meeting with, you know, like it could be that you're interviewing like a home birth midwife or you're kind of going through different providers and like in an OB office or something. Um, but no matter who it is, like maybe take notes about how did you feel with this person and how did they interact with you? A lot of times providers will just be like, Oh, like, do you have any questions? And you're, what kinds of questions should I be asking right now? I'm not quite sure. Like if it's your first pregnancy or if you're not quite, you know, sure about what to ask, it's, it's nice to have the understanding of if that works for you, then great. If you like a quick, short appointment, wonderful. But if you want more time with your provider, are they the type that is able to spend that time with you? Um, and I mean, yeah, I've, I've had people who even ask the like on call schedule and will Mm kind of see like, yeah you know which providers are on when around their due date especially approaching like they'll just call and say who's on today I'm just curious or they'll kind of ask at their appointments and I've had people who will (laughs) uh, like wait a little bit longer and labor longer at home before heading into like the hospital and then others will kind of hurry up to be admitted so they have like their favorite provider welcoming them Um, Mm -hmm. so some it's even funny how people feel that way but yeah knowing knowing who the other people are in, in a practice setting is really is really good if yeah. it's like a big team yeah definitely and then also just you know you don't have to have anyone at your birth you don't want to have so mm-hmm. you know if there is someone that you don't jive with you know making that clear that you know you don't um is important um yeah yeah Great. Yeah. Yeah. And even coming down to like if there are residents or student midwives or if there's anyone that's Mm, also attending the birth, whether they're being hands on in your care or if they're just in an observation phase. Um, The other day I was at a birth and um, a paramedic who I think was just on like a rotation or something all of a sudden just he just stepped into the room and was just in the doorway. And that mom didn't care like she didn't bother her. But there there wasn't really a, a question of, hey, is it okay if this person observes? Because for some people, they do not, they, 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 they don't feel safe with an extra person who's maybe a stranger in the room, or it yeah. feels like, um, like there's like this watch party. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So for some people, they are like, yep, here's a learning opportunity. Come on, student doula. Come on, student midwife. Come on, paramedic. Um, and then there are others who, yeah, just want more privacy and a more selected kind of selected team. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and making a list of those questions that you really want to ask are important. There's lots of resources online. I think, actually, I think I did a blog post about this, too, and I, you might have, too, is, like, questions to ask a provider. Um, I know you have one for doulas, too, mm-hmm. which is also important, you know, asking those questions that um, you want to know. Um, but, yeah, having, you know, a list of questions that you specifically want to know is really important to to ask those providers and see what their answers are and if you get any you know red flags or great feelings you know it's all those things are all super important yeah yeah so maybe we could give some examples too of yeah, like sure. what questions Absolutely. do you ask yep. when you're trying to choose a provider yeah 
Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to think of one like real quickly because it's a pretty long list <laughs> of questions you can ask. Like, um, you know, maybe what their like episiotomy rate is or something like mm-hmm. that is is good um, to ask or even their cesarean rates are good to ask. Um, and then, you know, what's the likelihood of them like actually being at your birth? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what their views on are in birth in general, you know, mm-hmm. what their views are on that and their values around that are important, I think, to ask. Do, yeah. you, have, do you have some good ones that you recommend asking? Yeah. I mean, even playing off of like their, their kind of their stats, no one really wants to feel like a number, but it's kind right. of good to know, like, what is their care typically like that would give x amount of outcomes so um if it's like a home birth midwife or a birth center midwife team um asking about like their transfer rates you know um i think there's a there was a local there's a local birth center and they had done like their year-end stats and i think she shared with me they had 11 moms transferred Mm -hmm. 10 of them wanted an epidural and one of them was for like some sort of like extended observation time or something but even asking like what it was about those rates obviously they can't always say you know like medical like history of people but asking about the scenarios and even painting pictures to your provider of okay say I'm you know this many weeks along like what would you do if x y and z happened or asking them how likely they are to induce you or like or not like if that's something that's something you're kind of concerned about or questioning or hopeful for even I don't know yeah Um, yeah exactly mm -hmm. yeah um, and on the subject of like midwives too, um, they all have different like certifications that, you know, are definitely something to take into consideration too. Like some of them, if you go beyond 42 weeks, you know, they have to transfer you to a hospital, um, or some can't do breech births or twins or stuff right. like that. So those are all, you know, important things to consider in your, yeah. in your situation. And yeah. in your state too, like state yeah, licensure yeah, yeah. And, and regulation of midwives and yep. practices or even birth centers versus home birth midwives there are different things that can be done um Mm -hmm. nitrous oxide can usually be found at certain like birth centers where it's not usually a home option so even asking about the equipment that they have um and then even in this scenario when you're thinking about like a hospital that you're at it's not just the team that you're working with that is working at that hospital it's what is the hospital's birth culture too so Mm, if they have high cesarean rates or um if even on the flip side, if they are like a designated baby friendly hospital, they usually have certain criteria they have to meet. So, or, you know, high breastfeeding rates, um, like rooming in, um, like not throwing like a pacifier at everybody unless it's like something you're requesting. Um, like there's certain requirements and things that you can look at within the facility because while your provider might like to practice a certain way, there might be restrictions of like the birthplace that yeah, they're at, that's you know? A good point. Yeah. So even yep. thinking about that. Um, and then even asking in scenarios of, um, you know, if it's a, if it, a cesarean birth is needed, whether it's scheduled or not, um, what options do they have in the OR mm-hmm. and, um, how do they like to help you process that or help you make decisions in regards to that? Yep. Um, that can be really great to consider too. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also if you don't love your provider, maybe you liked them at first and then something like maybe some yellow or red flags have come up, like you have every right to um, switch your provider. Um, that might mean you have to like find another office or another midwife. Um, sometimes that means changing your birthplace if you are in a hospital setting and your provider team only gives birth at a certain, helps you know give birth, helps you give birth at certain locations. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also if you are kind of feeling stuck for some people, they don't have a lot of great options around them. Mm. So then it's a matter of, um, 
advocacy and autonomy and yeah. maybe having a doula in your corner, prepping Absolutely. your partner, um, really getting buddy buddy with your nurse because they can really be a big asset for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do find yourself in a situation where you really liked your whole team and then you ended up with that one provider that just wasn't your cup of tea or if something is limiting you from having like the provider of your choice or the, the best fit, then um, having those other things in place can help you feel like you are going to be well supported emotionally, informationally, and also advocacy wise. Um, if you do find yourself with someone that you are not really loving. Yeah, absolutely. And just trusting your intuition, you know, really going with what your gut is telling you. If something really doesn't feel like it's fitting quite right, definitely listen to that because you want to be feeling safe and comfortable and all of those things that really help, you know, the hormones of birth do their thing. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we really, you know, focus on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then even tell your, like, if your intuition is telling you something, speak it out loud, you know? Yeah. Like, tell your yep. partner, tell your doula so they know. So that if you happen to freeze up, if you're in the moment, or if all of a sudden this provider that we all know is, like, has rubbed you the wrong way or has mm. done something in particular or you have a history with them, you, they will know immediately, oh, like, they know the definition of what this means to you. Yeah, um, yep. And that way you don't have to take time to explain it to your people. Right. And they yeah. kind of can maybe have some things in their toolbox for how to help with um, helping you feel safe, yeah. safer. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, definitely take your time um, with choosing a provider. You can, I've had people switch all the way to 38 weeks, 39 weeks. So it's not, I mean, obviously it can be more stressful for some people to, to switch providers later on, but know that when you're choosing, you can be pretty picky and kind of take your time and, and patient with the process in the beginning. Um but we, yeah, we hope you enjoyed hearing a little bit more about how to choose your provider. Definitely let us know if you have any questions via email or find us on social media or YouTube and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. That's it for this topic. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the show notes for any resources or links that we mentioned today. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on your preferred podcast platform and also be sure to give us a review. It really helps us grow and reach more people who could benefit from this info. Also check us out on YouTube and visit our blog where we have this podcast transcribed for you. We'd love to connect over social media too. And we're just an email away if you have any questions or if you want to request a topic to be covered. We hope this helps your mind, body, and soul in having the supported and holistic journey you are so deserving of. Embrace the power within you.